Hello, my friend. Welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul White. It's the 26th day of June. You are about to embark upon the last work week of the month of June, and I hope and pray that you are trusting in the favor of the Lord, that you are seeing Him bless and touch your life, even if you are, and the odds are someone out there is, going through some struggles, rough patch, tough time, Know that the Father is on your side. He loves you. You're His child. He cares for you. He's working things to your good. He's not working against you. He is not your enemy. He is love. And embrace that love. Let it do what it will do. Let it burn up what needs burned up. Let it soothe what needs soothed. I just pray for your peace as you go about today. Today we are in Mark chapter 11. Jesus has cursed the fig tree on his way into Jerusalem. And this is Monday of Passion Week. And so we start the reading in verse 15. And as we said yesterday, the action of cleansing the temple was put in allegorical form in the cursing of the fig tree. Both of those things go together. That which doesn't produce fruit is removed Um, And as I said at the end of the podcast yesterday, and we really elaborate more on this next month when you listen to our sermon, the only thing Jesus ever cursed, by cursing the figs, he's cursing everything we put up that's not real about ourselves. Verse 15, so they came to Jerusalem. Then Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out those who had bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. Now I want you to notice that it's very specific that he overturned the seats of those who sold doves. Remember, there was an economic system in place by which the wealthy paid a proportional amount for their sacrifice according to their wealth as was for the poor. So it is not as if God asked everyone for a lamb because not everyone had a lamb and not everyone could afford a lamb. They did that at Passover, but not just for general sacrifices. And there was not, not everyone could afford a bull or a goat, but everyone could afford a pigeon or a turtle dove, at least on the face they could. Notice Jesus turns over the tables of the dove changers. This tells us something about the practice that was happening in the temple that was disproportionately affecting the poor. Because he doesn't bother to, you know, overturn the money changers' tables for the bullocks. Probably because most people that had a bull brought their own. They didn't buy them at the temple. But people didn't have the money. And you couldn't use Roman coin in the temple because it had a a superscription on it. It had the face of Caesar. And that was considered idolatry. And so the Jews had an exemption where they were allowed to exchange their own money on temple grounds. They could take your Roman coin at the money changer table and give you the Jewish equivalent. However, that was a price set by the high priest. And so the exorbitant amount of money they were making off of people because they set the exchange rate. The Romans didn't care. Jesus goes into the temple. Remember, last night he looked around, went back to Bethany. Now he comes in today and he begins to drive those out who bought and sold and would not, verse 16, would not allow anyone to carry wares through the temple, carry their stuff. And then he taught, saying to them, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you've made it a den of thieves? And 
this was a text that I heard when I was real young in the church as the reason why you shouldn't sell stuff at church. Like, you know, we got into try, like selling candy bars to raise money to buy a church van, and someone would bring up Mark 11. You know, you're not supposed to make God's house a den of thieves. And I don't think that we understand the context of what Jesus is actually fighting against here. So let me try to take you to the Scriptures, because to me that's what really matters. Now, first of all, we need to recognize that Jesus is actually quoting from... The Old Testament. The prophet Isaiah called the house of God a house of prayer. The prophet Jeremiah called the house of God a den of thieves. Jesus actually quotes Isaiah 58 and Jeremiah, I'm sorry, Isaiah 56 and Jeremiah 7 in the same statement. I want to take you to the Jeremiah one because that's where Jesus lowers the hammer. Because you've made it a den of thieves. And I want you to listen to the context of the den of thieves passage from Jeremiah. And every, of the, every one of the chief priests, the scribes, the Pharisees, they would have all known this story. Here's Jeremiah chapter 7. The den of thieves passage doesn't happen until verse 11. But I want to read the first 11 verses. So listen carefully. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Stand in the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim there this word and say, Hear the word of the Lord, all of you of Judah who enter in at these gates to worship the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Amend your ways and your doings and I will cause you to dwell in this place. Do not trust in these lying words, saying, The temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord are these. For if you thoroughly amend your ways and your doings, If you thoroughly execute judgment between a man and his neighbor, if you do not oppress the stranger and the fatherless and the widow, and you do not shed innocent blood in this place or walk after other gods to your hurt, then I will cause you to dwell in this place in the land that I gave to your fathers forever and ever. Behold, you trust in lying words that cannot profit. Will you steal, murder, commit adultery, swear falsely, burn incense to Baal, and walk after other gods whom you do not know? And then come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name, and say, We're delivered to do all these abominations? Has this house, which is called by my name, become a den of thieves in your eyes? Behold, I, even I, have seen it, says the Lord. I hope you caught that. Jesus is quoting a Jeremiah prophecy in which Jeremiah says, Don't trust that the temple will save you. Because the only thing that's going to save you is execute judgment between a man and his neighbor. Don't oppress the stranger. Don't oppress the fatherless. Don't oppress the widow. Don't shed innocent blood. So when Jesus goes into the temple and quotes Jeremiah's den of thieves passage, he's saying, and, and by turning over the dove tables, he's saying, this temple is has become an impediment to the lowest of the low having access to God. And everyone is supposed to have access to my Father, and you've made it impossible. So connect that to the fig tree. That which should provide life is providing death. It's oppressing instead of helping. And that's got to change. And the chief and the scribes, verse 18, and the chief priests heard it, and they sought how they might destroy him, for they feared him, because all the people were astonished at his teaching. And when evening had come, he went out of the city. I'll say this one other thing before we... Tomorrow we'll talk about the lesson of the fig tree explained. One other thing. Sometimes you got to turn over some tables to get attention. I like to say, I let Jesus be the table turner. I'll stand there and watch. But when Jesus turns it, he turns it 
for righteousness' sake. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.